This morning we are continuing with our devotions from uh, Luke chapter 13, verses 18 to 30. And Jesus begins with these two brief parables. He said, therefore, what is the kingdom of God like, and to what should I compare it? It is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in the garden. It grew and became a tree, and the birds of the air made nests in its branches. And again he said, To what should I compare the kingdom of God? It is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour until all of it was leavened. Jesus went through one town and village after another, teaching as he made his way to Jerusalem. Someone asked him, Lord, will only a few be saved? And he said to them, Strive to enter through the narrow door, for many, I tell you, will try to enter and will not be able. When once the owner of the house has got up and shut the door, and you begin to stand outside to knock at the door, saying, Lord, open to us, then in reply he will say to you, I do not know where you come from. Then you will begin to say, We ate and drank with you, and you taught in our streets. But he will say, I do not know where you come from. Go away from me, all you evildoers. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth when you see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, and you yourselves thrown out. Then people will come from the east and the west, from the north and the south, and will eat in the kingdom of God. Indeed, some who are last will be first, and some who are first will be last. Well, in our scripture for today, the begin it begins with these two little parables of the kingdom of God. Jesus is completing his preceding teaching um, as they now are transitioning from Jesus's ministry in Galilee to the to the ministry in Jerusalem on the way to Jerusalem and in, and in Jerusalem. In verses 18 and 19, Jesus contrasts the very modest beginnings of the mustard seed, which become a great uh, tree spread wide with big branches, big enough for birds to be able to nest. This was a prophetic vision and promise that God would multiply the mission of God's kingdom. It's much like the great promise of God through the prophet Ezekiel in chapter 17, verses 22 to 24. This is what the sovereign Lord says. I will take a branch from the top of a tall cedar and I will plant it on the top of Israel's highest mountain. It will become a majestic cedar, sending forth its branches and producing seed. Birds of every sort will nest in it, finding shelter in the shade of its branches. And all the trees will know that it is, that it is I, the Lord, who cuts the tall tree down and makes the short tree grow tall. It is I who makes the green tree wither and gives the dead tree new life. I, the Lord, have spoken, and I will do what I said. And then in the next short parable, verses 20 and 21, we hear about the yeast or the leaven that, um, that says a similar uh, thing to us in, in this particular parable. What is ironic here? is that the mustard seed, which grows, and the yeast, which expands, they were both seen as the mustard seed was a weed and 
the yeast, um, the leaven was considered unclean. Matter of fact, when Jesus would refer to the Pharisees' uncleanness, he would talk about their leaven. Even though this yeast could probably pack a punch and turn a little ball of dough into to a big loaf, leaven was considered unclean. And so what I see as ironic and interesting is that Jesus is using symbols here to describe the growth of the kingdom, which are unclean, uh, which are uh, weeds, common day weeds, mustard seeds and plants. A friend of Patty's and mine, um, Ali, an Iranian Christian, has shared a vision with us that he had shortly after his baptism. And in this vision, uh, Jesus was walking him through the streets of Seattle, where he was living at the time. And Jesus would point out piles of trash in the middle of the street. And Ali said that he would take his hand over the trash, move it around, and before long the trash was all congregated together and moved over to the corner. And there would be on that corner now a church. And so they walked through the city and found piles and piles of trash. And every time that they found a pile of trash, Ali said Jesus took the trash and turned it into a church. What a powerful image for us to think about weeds and leaven or yeast, piles of trash as uh, great metaphors for who we are as the church, that God can turn anything into something powerful and good. So in the next group of verses, 22 to 30, Jesus now progresses towards Jerusalem. This section begins with a question that is also a question on the reader's mind. Lord, are those who will be saved few? And Jesus' response is a sharp challenge to the questioner. He says, the door is open to many, but will only admit a few. He says, the difficulty for entering is because of the narrowness of the door, due to the expectations we might assume of correct behavior, moral behavior, and observance of the law of the Torah. And eventually the door will be closed and the householder will not reopen it. At the beginning of chapter 13, Jesus reiterated that now is the time, now is the kairos for repentance. So there will be a moment after which it is too late, for after that time, after that kairos, no one will be able to enter. So the clarion call here, I believe, is a call to repentance. The Messianic banquet then becomes a part of this story. The Messianic banquet is a traditional image for the kingdom of God. So what Jesus is saying is that the ones who will be chosen to be a part of that banquet will be a part of God's kingdom. This is the feast which God prepares. To be on the guest list of this banquet means salvation for you. Having heard Jesus' teaching, or eating and drinking with him is no more a guarantee than having Abraham as our father makes us rethink our own expectations. Those who are counting on ritual acceptance or cultural acceptance are no better off than counting on 
on a particular race. Weeping and gnashing of teeth are the opposite of joy and celebration. There will be no joy. These are people thrown out of the feast. However, those who are included are Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all the prophets. But this meal will be offered for all people, and not merely for Israel. And one must not assume that, that one is necessarily a part of this messianic banquet because there is still time, there is still kairos for repentance. So do not fear, little flock, for the door is still open during this time, during this kairos of repentance. What kairos has God given you today? And how will you repent and believe and live your life? May God bless your reflection on this devotion and may God bless your day.